0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the second Art Proof Podcast. It's been a minute since the last one. Uh, We've all been pretty busy with life and work and university and making stuff. We've managed to squeeze in a few conversations over the last few months with people that we think are doing interesting things in contemporary art. This conversation is with artist Mike Ballard's. We went to visit Mike at his studio in deepest, darkest East London on a cold and windy evening last month and had a chat about his art and life and how he got to where he is today. Mike's a really interesting guy and a really good artist and it was great to hear about his path into contemporary art which wasn't necessarily the most traditional and about his use of a sort of urban, ghostly semiotics that he gathers from the rapidly changing city around him. Slightly different line-up on this episode to the last one. This time it's myself, Eric Thorpe, Painter Rowan Newton and art guy about town Nick Stavry. It's been a lot of fun recording these new conversations and make sure you subscribe to all the relevant channels to hear all upcoming episodes. First time I saw your stuff the, as, as Mike Ballard was yeah. at uh, the Proved by Pablo show. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Duncan was in as well. Yeah. And someone went, Oh, you know, that's, that's, um, well, I knew you under a different name. So yeah. I went, oh, you know, that's so and so. Yeah. I went, oh, right. I didn't, I'd never put the, the, the two together, but I, I remember you from when well, I first knew your stuff from advertising Invisible and uh, you used to make hip hop or yeah. trip hop beats and stuff. Yeah, like that. Oh, okay, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, remember, I remember the stickers, and I remember the music, oh, of course, yeah. what you used to write and, um, yeah.
1: and all that. S-
2: super fan, Eric. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about so the beat I making, I knew, yeah, back, back in uh, I was listening to something today, yeah, yeah, hold it holds up, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, I still right. make stuff on that, but do you? Yeah, not. You similar know, sort, sort of stuff? Out. Yeah, yeah, right. instrumental beats. Yeah. Well, it was oh, good. Okay. It
0: was good, yeah, So I suppose that's where I first saw your stuff or became aware of, of, of um, what you do. And what, what sort of time is this, year-wise? What is, is this
1: early November? Uh, 2000? Yeah, 99. 98,
3: 99, I
1: think. Where were you living at the time of that? Where, where was uh, your life? I was
3: in... Uh, I've always been around sort of northeast, sort of Stokey, Seven Sisters. Yeah. Um, Are you from I, London? I was born in London, I grew up, up north north Wales. Okay. Oh, I've right. been in London like twenty five years or something How? Well Nin- ninety four I moved moved down there. But I've been sort of coming like visiting London regularly since, you know, when I started writing. Yeah. I was writing graffiti. It's uh, sort of epicentre of graffiti in this country.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: But yeah, I've always sort of been northeast.
1: And you man, just, man. was that you arrived for education, or you just were like, I want
3: to go and live in London? No, I wanted to live in I, London, yeah, job. since I was a like, teenager, yeah, yeah, into hip-hop. And, like, I think the first time I sort of came down to London was, I went to see uh, a friend's dad lived down here in Hounslow, and there was a few of us from Chester,
1: okay.
3: who wanted to come down and visit him. I can't remember how old I was but my mum and dad were like you're not going to stay at Stet's house unless his dad is there but his dad oh, okay. was going on holiday that's and why three you were going to stay then. he was like you can only go if I speak to Stet's dad ah oh, damn it so yeah so Stet's dad lied and was like yeah yeah I'm oh, gonna sweet. be here and then he went off on holiday and we came down and stayed for a week I'm trying to think 89 or something because we went to see KRS-One at Kentish oh, town amazing. country, right. yeah, yeah. which was insane. Like for someone who's grown up in a small village in North Wales yeah, to go to yeah, the like a yeah. hip hop concert in, in Kentish town. Yeah, and uh, so I've been visiting sort of since then. That's when I done my first bit of graffiti in London. Yeah, yeah. what age were you when you moved down? So it's ni- a ninety-four. I don't know, I'm forty-six
2: now. Right,
3: does that make me twenty something? Twenty-two. Yeah,
2: like 22. Yeah, 22. Yeah, 22. Yeah. 22, that
3: college, university, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I'd done college and that, and I had a, I had a proper job like, as a telecoms oh. engineer and uh, managed to get a job in Luton that lived in London. And I got a company car with it, so I'd drive every day from sort of Edgware to Luton and then just kept looking for other jobs further yeah. into London and then managed to get another job in Liverpool Street and then move further in, like moved to Tufnell Park.
1: And did you have, were you like feeling other interests in other aspects of art, or was it just at the time graffiti? I know at the
3: time, yeah, absolutely, purely obsessed with graffiti, like graffiti hip-hop. and hip hop. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So, so was what was the what was the... the catalyst for that to to change and for your artwork to become more fine art rather than yeah. Yeah, street art? This I was going to ask because
0: you did your MA in two thousand and five, yeah, right,
2: and then even sort of after that, you're still
0: doing or what you, was described as sort of a rock. Psych- psychedelic baroque. Oh and yeah, like, yeah. Then there's this, this dramatic change yeah. to abstraction. Yeah. And these sort of geometric sculptures and stuff like that. So what yeah. prompted? It was very graphic. Yeah. Comic stuff. This dramatic change into stuff. So that's why I didn't. I was surprised when I you know. Yeah. What so yeah.
3: Earlier. So what sort of prompted that? Well, um, yeah. I first started doing stuff in the studio. So I was like spy and tech. Mm. I do, do you remember yeah, them two, I think, two yeah. writers I've known Spy since I was about 13 from North Wales yeah. and then reconnected with him when I was in Coventry studying a, another friend with, I'd met Tech and he bumped into he met Spy yeah. and then I went to co- back to Coventry to see Tech one weekend, so we were going to come to London. He was like, oh, "I've They studied this. there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah they both right, studied yeah. in Coventry. So those two were, had already sort of branched into fine art. Okay.
1: Yeah, because why is everyone studying in Coventry? Sorry, uh,
3: I think Tech was doing fine art, right, and yeah. I think yeah, yeah Mark I mean, yeah, Spy yeah. was also doing um, yeah. But I was still like this. I don't know. That was must have been ninety two ish, mm. and I was still just oh, completely okay. graffiti, graffiti, yeah. graffiti all, yeah. all the way. And then we all sort of reconnected in London, because they both moved to London. I'd already moved by then, yeah, then they moved to London sort of 95-ish. And yeah, Spy was at the Royal Academy, Tech was at Royal College, and they had a studio over in Hackney Wick. So I'd be around <coughs> there hanging out with them, seeing what they were doing, and, and uh, just thought, yeah, I'll start making some stuff on canvas. But I've always painted abstract. It was the right. more the comic stuff, and the like, baroquey stuff, was yeah. more of a departure. Because while I was doing that and painting, so yeah, the the comic book stuff was just more like replicating what I was painting on the street anyway of, you know, Lichtenstein-esque, lifting from comic books. It it was great at the time of, like, making those canvases and making a bit of money and, um, you know, being able to support myself a bit on Mm. it but just completely boring and not where I wanted to be, like, truly right. yeah. Yeah. So the abstract stuff was kind
1: of more, something you were more passionate
3: about? Yeah, well, the first canvases like I painted were abstract. Right. Like, this is sort of, must have been, like, 95,
1: And did you have, at that time, did you have any kind of plan in your head for that, or did you just have a canvas and, like, just tackle it that day and abstract yeah, came out? Yeah,
3: that's it. Yeah, right. I just thought in terms of... Um, graffiti but without the outlines, so it was just like fillings and yeah, yeah. mucking around with colors and removing it away from writing this word yeah. and did
1: you know instantly like this is what i want to develop like i'm really feeling this like this is yeah yeah you- yeah some
3: yeah some more than others like some paintings you know you sort of know when you've done something good or that you like because you just can't stop looking at it and then you think yeah, oh, yeah. i'm gonna do this next time do that next time but it wasn't as uh, dedicated you know it would be every sort of now and then
1: and is, is this, are you going to Spy or Tech studio, or you have your own studio at this point? Are uh, you doing it in your flat I was doing it in my own, flat, yeah. but then
3: I'd get a few commissions and stuff, so they'd let me use a bit of their studio, because they were sharing the studio over in Hackney Wick. Yeah, then I think one of them moved out and got his own studio, so then I started, I took over, I can't remember right. who moved out, I think it was Spy moved out, so I had half the, the studio with Tech. And I think that's when I became yeah, more serious and was mm-hmm. making paintings all the time then. Because yeah. my job, like, I was working shift work, so I had loads of days off every week, oh, yeah, yeah. so basically when I wasn't working, I'd be making canvases and, and painting, which was all, yeah, very sort of abstract, semi, sort of figure, just still really early days of exploring and, yeah, yeah. you know, you trying to find your language. And at at the like, same
2: time, these other guys, they're kind of fine art, they're post-university, they're... Yeah, careers kind of taking off as well they're doing shows and bits and pieces yeah so kind of, I, I imagine you kind of saw that sort of stuff and was like right let's, yeah, and I'd always let's like pursue this to more and, and pursue it more yeah they were really encouraging as well it's well, working out for your mates yeah so.
3: especially like Spy was uh, was really encouraging you know and, and sort of taught me a few techniques with painting with brushes and stuff and different yeah. paints and mediums to mix with the paint yeah yeah but I can't remember when the first show I was going to say, oh, did yeah. you
1: have? I mean, were you thinking of shows that you have? Because this is before social media, right? So this yeah. is, you know, it's hard to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it was more, more word of mouth. Yeah. I was doing
3: a lot of stuff, sort of early two thousands. Then I met an artist from Belgium, uh, who was m- like major influence on me. We hung out like solidly for sort of two years, and she really switched me on to to art, like and, uh, and right, a way no, of thinking. No, and so see. you think this was sort of part of that change of direction yeah yeah this was that. the major sort of change yeah so 2003
0: 2004 All um, oh, right. so before your MA you yeah yeah switched on to yeah, yeah yeah that's
3: what really got me to well, she didn't particularly get me to do the MA but had really switched me on to yeah. well it took me to loads of shows this is yeah. in Brussels did you say no this is in London oh in London right yeah so um, yeah we hung out a lot and we'd go to a lot of different stuff and it yeah just opened me up more and then I was making loads and loads of stuff and then I met um, a gallery, Three Colts Lane Gallery, that was down in Bethnal Green. Right. And I think that was my first sort of major solo show of, yeah, 2004. Yeah, and this was abstract stuff? Abstract, figurative. <laughs> I made some massive wooden sculpture that was like yeah. a nameplate necklace, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, a a huge, huge gold set <laughs> <by> <laughs> 16 <laughs> foot by eight foot with a massive gold chain on it. It was like full on. Yeah. like onslaught far too much work so do
0: you, you know? do you feel that you've sort of turned your back a bit on that sort of graphic stuff you've ever been there have you, you know that you've had a departure from that
3: yeah I don't sort of turn my back on it I just outgrew it and as yeah. the sort of scene was changing you know, when I was into graffiti it was really the golden era in this country of you know secretive yeah. pre-internet you I'm know absolutely. when you're actually swapping bundles of photos via the post and had this sort of network of people from all different cities like, like actually trade you know proper photo yeah. sharing like yeah. you're actually sharing negatives well, so if someone readings. goes on
2: holiday he takes some photos
3: and brings them back it's yeah like, god this guy yeah <laughs> so
2: then <laughs> what's happening in Rome the
3: scene w- it was amazing because yeah. it was so underground yeah and then as yeah. it became more socially acceptable and I suppose it's quite mainstream yeah. in a way now. Isn't yeah, it? and just absorbed by marketing and, you know, the whole sort of exploitation of youth cultures that... Mm. Yeah, so I was just, like, getting a bit bored of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, ideally, you really want to be, like, painting trains. That's the, the true thing, Yeah. But it's just, it, you know, I got nicked a couple of times, and it, you know, is demoralising, especially if you do a bit of time, and you like, I don't want to fucking be getting prisoned for painting trains. And, <laughs> I just got bored of painting walls, basically, and... Mm. I think I carried on probably doing it for a few more years when my heart wasn't really in it. It's just not like I, I turned my back on it. It's no. just the whole sort of scene change. Like yeah. I love graffiti to bits and always will, but I think it has a certain time in my life now. Because I look at so much stuff on, on Instagram and it, it doesn't fucking excite me anymore at all. Yeah. It's just like, it's almost sort of bad taste now, I think, yeah. where it has, it's played out. Do you yeah. feel yeah. less it's real, proper graffiti, train mm-hmm. painting and
0: bombing? And, I mean, I suppose there's still a sort of footing in graffiti in what you do now, this yeah, yeah, sort absolutely. of exploration of, of, uh, between pu- public and private. Yeah. And also uh, the materials used. I mean, you use mm. um, industrial paints and stuff like yeah. that. I was also really about the process of the stickers yeah. on the canvas. Can you tell us a bit about mm. the sort
3: of. So, yeah, so a couple of years ago, that's when I. Yeah, I'd say like the end of 2015. Because you're constantly sort of working on stuff, and like I say, you're trying to find your voice and language. And you know, amongst so many other artists out there, you're trying to find what is exactly you and what underpins yeah, you know, nice. everything that you're doing. And I started making a series of paintings that were based on the, the engineering marks on the floor. That was what was in the show, at, the approved by Pablo show. You know, all the sort of marks yeah. that, that mark out all where the
2: pipes so yeah, 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 and infrastructure right, yeah, stuff. And then,
3: um, so I started thinking about that sort of found abstraction, found compositions that are already, mm-hmm. you know, existing in the sort of, in the city. And um, yeah, then I started photographing lots of stickers, or the remnants of stickers. they all, they all have like no information yeah. left at all. It's all the weathered bits, the glue, the sort of abstract marks are when the stickers have been peeled yeah. off. So it was again sort of found abstraction and mm. sort of decay and, and ruins of, of what's left from this sort of illicit advertising. So I started making screen prints of them but the sort of logistics of trying to do a two metre screen print, like the whole time and process to set up a print to make one painting it just seemed a bit it was just too sort of uh, involved and it didn't quite fit with, with um, like what I was trying to do with these sticker backs. Then I found out about image transfer, and I thought, right, this is better because I can do them bespoke, they're one-offs, and it's like a reversal of how the image was made, so I'm taking these photos of stickers that have been peeled off, and then I'm going to remake them by making a huge sticker, applying it to the canvas, and then working backwards through the back of the sticker to reveal the image of the sticker. That's yeah. Been removed. And then would
0: you apply paint to that? Yeah, i paint underneath, paint on top, um... So any sort of happy accidents that occur when yeah. you're sort of applying other materials. Yeah, definitely in sort of layering. Does it
2: work like an acetone lift? Like sort of like, so you put like a chemical on the back and you get similar. The yeah, but okay. I'm not okay. going to give away my secret. It's very uh,
1: labour
3: intensive. Yeah. Oh, right. so I suppose these sort of um, and, it, and it allows for loads of effects where. You know, it hasn't stuck properly to the canvas, so it's never just like a true representation of the photograph that I take. It has all these sort of accidents that happen within it. I went to the Union,
2: the show at Union Gallery, a a month and a bit ago. It was, and it's the first time I've seeing them up close, okay, these paintings. Yeah. I was like, wow, what are these are. Because I've always, I just always assumed they were painted. Yeah. Or the, the black and white bits, anyway. I was like, yeah. what's going on? What's going on? I was like, sitting there for ages trying to figure out yeah. how it works. So they do have a little, there's like an like element of mystique or magic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's what I like They're put together really, really organically. You know? Yeah,
3: and try and sort of muck around with the layers of what's sort of painted on top, mm. what's painted below.
1: Can you remember where you felt like? like oh I've, I've got it i've got what i'm trying to achieve here i mean obviously uh, you all you know you always think this is how you can improve the next one and next one or something mm-hmm. but do you remember that sort of first time where you're like oh yeah this is what i'm doing is yeah, that uh, you yeah. move from the screen printing or
3: oh yeah i'd only done like a couple of the screen prints and then um yeah then started doing the transfers and was like yeah this is it this fits yeah. better conceptually with it and i thought uh, yeah this is definitely something and it ties in sort of the language and the history of yeah. where I've come from, the yeah, whole aesthetics yeah, yeah. that really well. I hate to use the word urban against it's Well, so it's, it's almost sort of like uh, urban semiotics, you using these signs and, yeah. and left these sort of ghosts of things that exactly, were there yeah. before. So I think of it as like the visual noise, the shit that you, that's mm. going on always yeah, yeah. in the background but, you know, unless you sort of really... So it's also sort of common out. on this sort of constant
0: redevelopment of London yeah. in particular. Yeah. um, Or the the
2: transient, the transient state of whatever you're putting up. Yeah. Whether it is street art or it's an advert or it's yeah, whatever it is, it's always changing. It's always going. So
0: I mean, is your stance on that that it's uh, like this redevelopment is a negative thing? Or I mean, I suppose you sort of think it's inevitable,
3: isn't it? It's like you can't. You know, it's the only constant is everything is going to change. Yeah. And you know, you can't. I don't think it's negative at all. You know, people say about gentrification and and the redevelopment it's been happening for centuries exactly. isn't it it's, it's the yeah, evolution of yeah, yeah. humanity and it's always going to happen I, I just love being in London where it's happening like constantly There's, yeah. you know you know, we notice it because we're here now You know, yeah and everyone tries to hang on to like romantic yes. here yeah, like exactly. Shoreditch and Hackney Wick and whatever yeah. and it's like you know it's always going to change I and mean, it has to be. so you
0: had um, The Other Grove in the summer show oh the other grove yeah the sculpture yeah, uh, the yeah. congratulations uh, was
3: that, yeah, that was my invite uh, by Phil DiBalo was it I know I uh, had to apply for it yeah okay. I wasn't invited right so I, I yeah, applied for the R.A. summer show like years and years ago probably from Martin Spies saying right. oh you should try and get someone in the summer show but I think that was when it was a bit more sort of shit you know the R.A. Yeah. had that sort of stuffy period where it was all the establishment and it was all a bit uncool and you know, so just sort of the last, I don't know, five or eight years where it's become like the leading yeah. sort of academy you know, school for, for art. But yeah, I, I sold a small piece of uh, off-cut. I make these collages of all the off-cuts yeah. from the hoardings to a friend. And she was like, oh, you should put someone in the summer show. And the previous time I'd applied like twi- two years on the run and got rejected. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I'd just made this, yeah, sort of huge sculpture. I thought it was big till I saw it in the Royal Academy. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, like, they cut it down, because here it's massive, it's just like in the way all the time. And I remember I first walked in on the varnishing day when the artists get to go there and I was like, "Fucking hell, it looks tiny. Yeah.
2: This could yeah. have been it's a lot bigger.
3: Swamp, and you know, the big, you know, huge high ceilings there and other yeah. work around it. But um, yeah, I applied for it and uh, yeah, got in and it was really chuffed to be in uh, Philo de Barlow. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, just total of my favourite so, artists. Yeah, that no, was a brilliant piece.
0: So when did you start doing the geometric sculptures on, on that sort of scale?
3: Yeah, uh, sort a similar time of um, when I started the pavement paintings. Right. Like I love just wandering around and you know, traveling yeah. around London and yeah, obviously so, I was drawn yeah. to these engineering marks because they were in spray paint and initially you're like who's been tagging the road yeah, yeah. and then you work <laughs> out and I've done a bit of research and it's, you know, all these networks, the telecoms and traffic lights and everything underneath. Mm. It made me think more about the city and then um, where I used to live in Clapton, there was these beautiful blue hoardings sort of going around these old public toilets. Yeah. And I used to pass them all the time and just thought, oh, they look beautiful. And where it was all mismatched colours where graffiti had been buffed down. So it was all sort of came back to that graffiti aesthetic, but not interested in graffiti now, but more the sort of ruins of it, of it being painted over. And then loved it that it, these were painted by council workers who the last thing on their mind is, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a job, they're not thinking in a painterly way, of course, and yeah. they're just painting these things over with no preconception of how a painting should look. Yeah, yeah. I think then gave them the freedom, yeah. So when they're viewed, yeah, like, yeah, That's amazing, overfall. like it looks like it could be Rothko, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that was in another context, it'd be, you know, in another, you know, yeah. era, it'd be like, Yeah, that's an absolute masterpiece. And I just loved all the different patchwork and sort of mm. like the pavements were like found paintings even though I recreated them. The hoardings were like literally found paintings. Yeah I went and spoke to the property developer and said can I have a load of the hoardings and I'll replace it with new wood yeah. and at first he was like why did why you do that? Yeah yeah and what, what like, did you say? I said so, I'm making I want to make some stuff out of the wood. He saw sort of what I'd done with them and then was like, oh yeah, can we put someone on our Facebook of, like supporting local artists? And I was like, yeah, what if you okay, want? And then he was yeah, like, yeah. oh how about that you can make us a piece for our showroom, for the show house when mm-hmm. it's all developed.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, but I want the rest of the hoardings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'd only taken six initially and I'd used all them to make the sculptures for the show in 2016. So he was like, Yeah, yeah, sweet, I'll tell John or whoever is the site manager, and they're coming down next week, he'll save them all for you. So I was like, alright, sweet, I'll only have to make this sort of quick collage thing, keep him happy. I get like 20-odd hoardings and I can carry on making sculptures. And then I turned up to get them all, and and the site manager was just like, yeah, we've just lobbed them all, like, they're all rotten. I was like, no, mate, that's what I wanted. (laughs) So then I had to speak to the developer going, look, you chucked them all. I haven't got the wood to to make you a piece. And then I just started looking further afield and, like, anywhere I'd... Yeah. I'd go and see nice hoardings, I'd be like, on and right there. So did this develop into the, the Ghostwood yeah, yeah. project? Yeah, yeah. You've got some great names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ghostwood. <laughs> ghost because my mate Kev, who um, used to come and get the yeah. hoardings with me, because he had a pickup truck, and he's a super nice guy, i have like, known him for years, and I was telling him what I was doing, It's like, yeah, I'll come and give you a hand. Yeah, it's only that first one and then one of the squat where we've actually asked permission. Yeah. So the squatters were like, yeah, we don't give a shit, you've just got to come back and yeah, take care Take what you want. Yeah, yeah. make sure, you, you know, and I always replace the wood so it's never like a, a hole in the fence. Yeah, but. yeah. And um, then I tried, oh no, I saw another one on Kingsland Road and it was owned by Hackney Council and you try phoning the council and they're trying to put you through to all the different departments and I was like, oh, come yeah, and go up. I was like, we'll just come back on Sunday and take and, and just replace it. So, um... Yeah, while well, we would do, like, do that, and obviously, you know, you whack on a high-vis, yes, no one yeah, gives a shit, like you're turning up with brand new wood anyway, so people, at first when they see you and your yeah. wood off, it's a bit like what they're doing, but we have all the wood laid out, you know, tools. Yeah, yes, 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 to to so would you
0: also initial a number? I had, yeah, I started. <laughs> I started
3: initialing <laughs> a number of them, yeah, the last sort of three times. But the ghost wood thing came about when me and Kev were in uh, Norwood in South London, yeah, and, like, right. sometimes it can get a bit like... It doesn't look professional because we're struggling (laughs) with nails. (laughs) When it's all screws, it's easy You just take them off. But when there's like dirty six-inch nails in there and crowbars and we were laughing and I said, oh, I should get some cards made. Not that anyone has ever stopped us or asked what we're doing. I said, get some cards made for saying, oh, yeah, we're from Ghostwood Project. Because I was always putting back these white boards. It should be like a stream of glue hoardings Then suddenly white or orange. Yeah. Or, um, so you, you painted
2: them before you put them back yeah, in, or Yeah, I just I, a plain bit Yeah,
3: just painting. Yeah. Then I thought, oh, I should start cataloging the bits that I put back and number them, and sort of give them a corporate look of, I was going to settle on just painting them all orange,
2: yeah.
3: and then initialing them MB-0102 with yeah. them. And um, yeah, put back, yeah, done quite a few more, but that's how the ghost would think, and I thought, yeah. oh yeah, it is, it's as if you know unless you see someone doing it it's just like suddenly turn up and there's just like a load of brand new wood there. I really look for really well weathered ones and ones that have only got little bits of graffiti on it I'm more interested Mm -hmm. in the painted over graffiti and the other marks and more sort of uh, you know naive graffiti not graffiti art graffiti.
1: And also when you said that first show you did the big um, nameplate, so like from the off you've had the confidence to do these big structural pieces, like where did, that, yeah. where did that come from? I don't think most artists would kind of go into well, I think I from painting graffiti, you know, I always like painting right. big and
3: yeah, scales never the been the an issue, gift. you know, in graffiti it was more like the bigger the better. So you but
1: you actually make, I mean it's a bit different because you're, you are you know, you have to make these yeah. and transport them and like, yeah. Yeah, I think, mean, you know, that that is, um, you know, it's a daunting task isn't it, it's quite, mm. I think a lot of people <laughs> shy away from that from the beginning but... Yeah, yeah but it's, I don't, I never it's, it's like when yeah, you,
3: yeah, what no. daunting is going and, and being faced with like a sixty-foot odd wall. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. that you see, just from years of painting that big. Yeah, your confidence just grows. It's like, yeah, I'm right. gonna paint that in two hours. You know, right. and, and I always like painted really fast when I was painting, um, painting walls. Yeah. So yeah, just, like when I made that big nameplate necklace. It was just like the same size as what I would have painted it on the street. It right. was just like a blocked letter. A but I thought, yeah, I'll make that what I'd have painted on the street, a blocked letter. I'll just make it actually a blocked yeah, letter yeah. sort of thing.
1: It's great. I love the, um, the laying in the cut one. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's it, up. taking it yeah. off yeah. a level seems to step up a level and kind of
3: yeah,
0: definitely. And kind of more complex in the sort of design and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well,
3: that was due to having the, the space and the time with, with mm. Cast in Plymouth. Like, they were amazing and and carl is one of the directors there was really supportive and like they we'd done a show there a couple of years before a group show uh with me and like five other artists and i just kept in touch with carl yeah and i'd uh yeah then they started the residency program and invited me down for a month and i was like okay i'm gonna go and get a load, load of hoardings from plymouth mm. And I'd taken some with me from London that I'd got To replace or to... Oh no, to take <laughs> down as well. <laughs> to work. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, just like the, the exhibition space there is amazing. Yeah, from and Like To like yeah. have a month. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just sort of spent the first week designing stuff and working out how I'd do it. And that, that's when I thought, yeah, this is... It was just the perfect opportunity. And that's what's so good about residencies yeah. and like, uh, spaces like Cast. Where it's sort of non-profit, you yeah. know, for mm. experimenting and, and pushing things. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to go like twice as big as mm. I ever before, yeah. and okay. more complicated." And mm. um, so yeah, like my, my favourite piece, I think I've made. So like, yeah, it yeah, that's good. Am I sitting my yeah. part no, <laughs> yeah. that was, uh, one from that's the one from the Silver Building. Ah oh, right, so yeah, yeah, summer, yeah. Have oh, oh, that was this
0: summer, wasn't it? That that show. Yeah. Was
2: that a solo show? Yeah. Yeah. Were the hoardings f- from? outside of the building yeah the, all the
3: black ones were the one at silver silver point so after i'd done cast i know joel who works at the silver building mm, and he said oh do you want to come and do something it was in
2: that massive atrium like yeah the yeah. Main hall
3: bit, yeah so he was like come and have a look at the space we've we've opened this new space come and have a look it'd be great if you could do something there and i was a bit like oh you know it's going to cost me a load of money to get loads of new wood and then it's going to be like a couple of weeks going out yeah. getting the hoardings and he was like no come and have a look we've got loads of materials <laughs> so when I got there it was like look we've got all the hoardings that were outside the building so I was like that's absolutely perfect you know I'm just going to I'm going to make this structure out of the What's you know what was protecting the building when it was empty you know when it's was uh, like disused for seventy yeah, years so
2: actually, so. it's a brilliant building yeah, that, yeah. The, oh, even that whole entire area is a bit of a yeah. like a non-space of London yeah and that's
3: the type of areas I like, absolutely love like, yeah I well it seems the work that. very well yeah it? so it's the perfect setting for it yeah that's totally and it, it's to make the, the structure out of the thing that sort of protected the building, that's what I like about making the hoarding sculptures is that it's this threshold of a sort of, uh, you know, of ownership. We, you know, once you whack the hoardings up, that's the, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. this is mine, stay out, you know, under the same potential I'm protecting you from what the work that's going on here and taking it from like sheet material. That's just like this thin line, and then making it its own structure, its own
2: building yeah. that can be walked like all so, the way so the around. Some sculptures are kind of site-responsive, I suppose. Yeah, because yeah, totally. Especially in that context, because yeah. it was mm-hmm. so directly mm-hmm. linked. You know. Yeah, and I always
3: try and make them with with the materials from around that area, like cast. You know, I had a few from London. You know, we went out quite a few times in Plymouth and, and got other hoardings from around there. Yeah, which I think you know, if, all the the marks and stuff on the surface and the way it's weathered, it's they're like witnesses that have seen everything and all the change in that yeah, area. Yeah. So they've been there 20 years, you know, even though they haven't, yeah. you know, you can ten, they can tell stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've seen that whole area change, and the yeah. fact that they're up is that showing that that area is in limbo, that there's this bit of land that's yes. you know, not yeah, being yeah. used, but there's a possibility in the future for it. So I'm really like on that tip of the in-between of...
1: Have any of them, once you've made them to structures, have any of them been placed outside yet? Or have they always been indoors? No,
3: apart from the one at the Silver Building, they moved it
1: outside. Could would be interested to see, yeah, carry on weathering and... Yeah, well, I've got something coming up,
3: hopefully, yeah, later on this year, where I want to make a massive piece and it's going to be left out in the oh, countryside, brilliant. just basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. And this will be wooden? Yeah, yeah, it'll all be yeah.
3: hoardings
2: and... Yeah, fantastic. Oh. There was that, the piece at the uh, recreational grounds, oh, yeah. which was kind of outside yeah. in their car park. That was there for what was that? Oh, just, just the weekend. It just was the weekend. There, yeah, then I was,
3: dismantled it. There's bits of it here still. So that was I made. So the one in cast, like because uh, it was just the show was only for the weekend because it was the end of residence. I chatted with Carl and he said it'd be really nice to leave a permanent piece in the in the gallery. So we decided that. When I dismantled the sculpture there that I'd do, I'd mount most of it to the wall In they've got like a common room area in the offices in Cars, So they've got a full wall sort of collage there and then the leftover wood I brought back to London with me. Mm. Like made the one in Union was part of um, of the one from Cars.
0: Something I was looking at today was uh, the the, the video installations he did. And made it in two thousand eleven I Oh yeah, in Brixton, uh, yeah, three three six, yeah. yeah. With these big sort of dramatic video S- installations textual with the breakout. It. Yeah. It's
3: kind of amazing to look at. Um, is that something
0: you know, medium you'd use again or Yeah,
3: I'd love to make more video and I keep saying it, but I just haven't got around to doing it. I've been so involved in painting and like exploring the sculptures as well. Like I had a real sort of intense period of when I first left college of making mm. loads of video work probably haven't come up with a better idea than what I did at right. Block 336 was the, it uh, the seems
0: exploding to... Cams. there was another there was a sort of turntable, but very sort of industrial Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is right. it, this is the left <laughs> But they're quite, they're quite sort of um, spooky in a way yeah. they're very kind of, yeah, these grinding industrial sort of mm. motions
3: but uh, I'd never seen them before Oh so yeah, so that was 2011 right. as well, this is a a phono trough that i made that had um you know like a zoe trope yeah yeah the, the revolving thing so you can do them with a record
0: right uh, i did have the actual pistol on it
3: so it spins it sort of
0: animates the yeah the so as things, it yeah.
3: spins it's the number of images the revolution of the record like 33 or 45 but then it's also the frame rate of, a, of the camera because when you look at it just with your naked eye you can't see it animating yeah but the, fr- the capture rate of the camera uh, then animates it. So what I had with this was um, this stylus. It's, it's fucked now. It's been in the garage for ages. But I basically built the whole thing here. It's got a vocoder on the back. Yeah. This tone arm has got a little CCTV camera here. Okay, so that's oh, 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 wow. <laughs> CCTV oh. camera on that one. So that was on the record. Yeah. This lamp was all above it as a spray can lamp. So.
0: And it does kind of look like, a, in, in the video, it looks like a sort of large piece of ma- machinery. Yeah. You know, uh, kind of like clanking round.
3: So yeah, so I had that watch in the image, and then this has got a razor blade and a microphone yeah. fed through the vocoder, and that was cutting into the Perspex disc that was over the image. So it was producing like live animation from the um, record spin, yeah. and also the disc getting scratched by the razor blade was put through the vo- vocoder. Right, and then sort yeah live feed in the <laughs> exhibition.
0: I mean, I suppose you've you've made this sort of complete transition from graffiti writer to sort of serious yeah. contemporary artist, uh, which only a handful of people have done uh, tastefully.
3: What do you think that's due to? I don't know. I've always been very obsessive. Like when I get an idea, I'm gonna I'm gonna see it through. I'm gonna do it, and I think um, that sort of obsessiveness that like most graffiti artists that I've met are completely obsessive personalities, you know, you have to be, if you're you're into graffiti, you're properly, writing, it's it's pretty much a full-time job, Mm. that is your life, and I've always, like, when I've got into something, I've really immersed myself in it, whether it be record collecting, or making beats, or making graffiti, or, you know, making art now, that's it, and I just think... You know, I've always been creative mm. and went through that stage of sort of graffiti that I felt, you know, I grew out of it and that the scene had really changed and... I'd yeah. sort of done that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I, think, I think what you it's
0: do now, you wouldn't necessarily... I mean, with a lot of sort of graffiti writers turned artists or fine artists, you can kind of see that there's that footing in graffiti. With what you do, you
3: can't necessarily see that. Which is... Which is I think a bit... You? Some of it with, yeah. like, the textures and the... You know, I use a lot of spray paint still. Yeah. But yeah, like the yeah, the layering and the textures and the painting over, I think. I think I sort of battle with that where I look at them and I think, yeah, they still got quite graffiti. Yeah. Where well, I really oh, want to get even more and more yeah, minimal yeah. that's why some of the paintings will just be pure transfer, no painting, mm. none of sort of my hand in terms of gesture or mark making. Yeah. It's all like honest mm. uh, you know, reproduction of the mm. of the sticker the, we found abstraction. Of yeah. The photograph.
0: So do you have a do you have a sort of routine with working on stuff? I mean, I've read saying that you're you're working on sort of many pieces at once. Yeah,
3: always working on loads of different stuff. But, yeah, um, yeah routine wise, I try and get in the studio by as much as I can, can every day.
1: Yeah, I read you. You get you get you. are up early. Often yeah, in the yeah, area, I told so, you that. Yeah. I read it. I awesome. thought oh, I found it. I'm yeah, you had trouble me, sleeping. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I have had long days. And, you know, said on what I read it was like eight thirty to seven. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, depending hours.
3: on what's going on in life as well. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, as much time as I can in it, and then obviously there'll be times when I want to paint more. Then it'll be like right, and I'm going to go out and get loads more hoardings so like we'll spend a couple of weeks doing that and then we've right. got loads of sort of stock in here of, of, of wood. Just like have a week or two concentrating on that. But mm. yeah, like jump between and Like today I did a bit of painting, put this together.
1: And will you say you had like a week of uh, painting or a studio time, Will you then, like, have, say, three days of walking, or were they always, like, just sort of wandering around, getting photographs, yeah. getting inspiration? Or is that always sort of interspersed? Yeah, interspersed, them, then, like, yeah, t- if
3: I'm going out to, to see mates or, you know, yeah, wherever yeah. I'm travelling, I'm always sort of looking for stuff. Right, and, keeping an eye on it. Yeah, just, yeah, that's always sort of interspersed. But, there, you know, sometimes I will have dedicated days where, yeah, I'm just going to go for a walk to yeah. me, or, or ride somewhere. Mm. And um, yeah, I love to explore sort of new areas. Yeah, start I yeah, started well. yeah, that Yeah, London. Of yeah, yeah. you know, there's still loads of places I've never been to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The the so it's like the first time you go down Silvertown and yeah. that that area. Like I sort of recently moved around there, and it's
1: like fuck. Yeah, it's still really like a sort of desolate. Yeah, 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 it's a bit nuts. It's like there. another.
3: Um, yeah.
1: It's a bit Blade Runner. Yeah yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, or, the, or a bit western even Because it's not really shy, It's just like housing and housing mm. and, and then the big flats on yeah. the tent You do have these little and, things yeah.
0: cropping up around there We were down at the um, V22 Young London yeah. thing And it just kind of appears out of nowhere That's an amazing yeah. space Yeah, so where's, no, where's, where's that? that is, you know the so piece, is it like the mill warehouse? Oh sort of yeah, big yeah. Warehouse And
1: then there's sort of, they have the sort air of area, marquee, land around it Sort yeah. of semi-permanent marquee put up.
0: That's a gallery space With sort of little Sort of porter cabins dotted around with um, so each cabin was one one. solo show. Oh, wow!
2: And then you had a like a a, circus tent, something like that, but a bit, yeah, a bit more structure to it, yeah, more of a permanent structure. Yes, it's an impressive space.
0: So, what would you be doing if you weren't making art? That's a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) Walking,
3: yeah, walking, that's what I feel like at the moment. Yeah. Have you ever
1: been tempted to metal detect? You know, it's just because someone yesterday is like, oh, I've got detect- this bit of a geeky thing to tell you. And I was like... I oh, know I'm into coins, like I'm into that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's another Articles. like way of discovering London. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's a. Um, I've seen the guys who uh, go magnet uh, fishing, the fishing
0: in the canal. Yeah, magnet yeah, 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 like like sort of um, yeah. and jets some away with the washes up. Yeah. Them, there's them there's,
2: and there's a mudlark as well. So sort of yeah. like, yeah. Where, yes, when the tide yeah, goes yeah. out, you see yeah. all these guys. He's found out, all sorts of amazing stuff. Yeah, I don't
3: know whether I'd be doing that. Yeah, sorry, just in by head Especially I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm into other stuff as well, but yeah, just art oh, is my, my life. Yeah. And do you find out therapeutic, because Is there so cathartic? Yeah, and let's you know, say too. you know, other times it's deeply frustrating because you can't seem to get out what you're trying to get to. And yeah. Um, Have there been times where you thought
1: might knock it on the head? No, never. Just constantly <laughs> to <times laughs> Yeah, that's. I think it's that. Never. Says there's times that's when yeah, that's they that.
3: absolutely skip. There's fucking <laughs> this battle going on. No opportunities. And, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just, still it's, unwavering love and commitment. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's it's that's all the effort yeah. is gonna be—is myself and the work and it, times it, on your own in here, just cracking on with it. Is so it like a
0: compulsion in that respect? Or is it just something you you have to do? Yeah, your, yeah,
1: yeah. I think so. Yeah. Do you do you worry about solitude? Like sometimes I worry about the solitude. Like I, I, I think um, it takes a while to force get used myself to it. To, but then I could never
3: like I shared studios in the early days with, with Martin and James, but. Um, I couldn't now. I'm too, yeah. you know, too easily distracted, I need to be in here, right. you know, in my moment. <laughs> and it's not like I spend, like, all day completely in it. you know, I walk, walk around, yeah. go to yeah, shops, sure. you know, just, you know, it, it's the sort of other stuff, you know, I sit here, look Ooh. through photos, look, you know,
1: read some books. But do you um, find you need to remind yourself to almost socialise? I don't mean sort of necessarily sitting in a, sh- a yeah. studio, but like in the evenings, like, you know what? I shouldn't just go home, cook yeah. a go to bed, and then yeah, do all. Yeah. I do need to talk to another human being. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> what's good here, though. There's
3: a, you know, this is the best sort of studio building. Up yeah. building. There's really oh, yeah, good yeah. community. You know, like, mates with quite a lot of the artists. Right. Though. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, yeah, there's always people sat outside smoking. And, right. Yeah, that's good. And um, a bit, did, yeah, it did take a while to be sort of. You're in here on your own yeah, most yeah. of the time, but then I ne- yeah I need that to to mm-hmm. get on with it. I find it hard to, to to share to share studio space, not to share generally. Life yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just it'd be too distracting, and you'd be like, oh, what do you think of that? You know, oh, should I do this? Should I yeah, do that? that's and true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be too good in much. Some aspects, but too much opinions might, involved. Uh, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather make the mistake and not have anyone else's influence. yeah
1: uh, do you have a, a piece of your own artwork hanging in your house Yes. Yeah, so that
3: one only just <laughs> recently yeah two three days ago okay yes, that's good timing for us <laughs> the, uh, I was, yeah I was I've got I've started uh, swapping quite a lot of work with people the right. last few years so I've got like a little collection going on mm. Why did you not hung before three weeks ago? Just because I see it all the time, right? Yeah. Anyway, and then, because I've had quite an upheaval the last few months, I was like, no, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the house how I want it now. I don't oh, want yeah. to ask anyone else, oh, what do you think if we do this or we'll do that? It's mm. like, no, bollocks, I'm going <laughs> to put... Because um, I had to have a bit of change around furniture yeah. and shit, so I was
1: like, okay, yeah, I'm going to put a painting on. How did you choose that one? Or two, sorry. How did you choose that? Uh, did you just know straight away or well, I've got I've got my old
3: pieces from from like my uh, MA show. Right. That I've had in the house but not hung. And right. then yeah, it's got a certain wall above my sofa. And then was chatting about it with my mate Dunk the other day and I was like, Oh, I don't know whether I should put a painting up. I was like, Oh, it's a bit shit having your own painting of it and <laughs> so you walk down with <laughs> someone and they go oh is that one of yours and you go yeah yeah and I always think <laughs> I always think of this guy <laughs> in a, f- the f- a flat I had in Stamford Hill and they had a residence meeting and it was all like oh yeah we'll, we'll go out to uh, I can't remember his name Phil's flat tonight and um, we're having a residence meeting right and I walked in there and it was like someone out of an airplane, you know, the, that airplane comedy yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the yeah. police squad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the dude sat there on his couch with a portrait of him sat on the couch. <laughs> <That> <laughs> is awesome.
0: So that is the end of the episode massive shout out to mike ballard for taking time to sit and chat with us in the studio also huge shout out to al dobson jr for providing the music for this episode al dobson has got an album that's just been released on Izwid records go and check it out if you want to contact us you can do so by emailing at artproofpodcast at gmail.com all episodes will be available on itunes and soundcloud and various other platforms just google Artproof podcast and you should be able to find us we've also got two more episodes coming up in the not too distant future one with russell morris aka Gassius, and another with fiona grady so make sure you keep an eye out for those